Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Back, everybody, from Rogers Place, the Holinka Gretzky Cup, Canada and Sweden tonight, 7 p.m. Big game will decide top spot in the pool that Canada and Sweden are in. 3 o'clock today here at Rogers Place. The Swiss and Slovakia down in Red Deer at Service Arena. Czechs and Finland at 3, and it's 7 o'clock to decide top spot USA and Russia. All right, pleased to be joined on the line on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline by one of the most popular players in Oilers history, a hard-nosed, shut-down defensive defenseman that is now the head coach of the Kelowna Rockets. We welcome back to the show Jason Smith, who's arrived into Edmonton uh, for some of the meetings that are taking place. Jason, how are you doing? Jason, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing? I'm very good, very good, very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hey, look, first of all, how did the uh, season go for you guys in Kelowna this year? Oh, it ended uh, disappointingly, but uh, I think the regular season... uh, we did a lot of good things, and uh, players got a lot better, and really improved as a group, and and uh, had had regular season success, but uh, just uh, came up short in the playoffs. And we played a real hot team in Tri Cities, and uh, obviously uh, left the playoffs too early. Uh, you mentioned, uh, I mean, that was a team uh, that you know Bob Torrey's team and your former. Uh, uh, I'm just thinking if you crossed over in terms of teammates with Kelly Buckberger, but yeah, you know he's now coaching. Uh, he's taken over Tri City. Bob Torrey's been a great talent evaluator, WHL for years. But that team was hurt all, all all season long, right? Like their top guys between Valimaki and Erasmussen never seemed to be able to gain any traction. They were kind of a sleeper all year, weren't they? Yeah, they they gone through a lot of injuries all year and. Uh never really had their full lineup until I think about maybe six or eight games, ten games left in the regular season. And they, had, uh, they had a fresh bunch, and, and they, uh, they came out and put the boots to us. It was uh, hopefully a lesson learned by our by our young guys and, and how important it is to, to make sure you're ready to play uh, you know, every time you're on the ice. You can't take a team for granted, and I and, uh, think things will be easy. He played over a thousand games in the NHL. Uh, a captain for the Edmonton Oilers for a number of seasons. Last two years, head coach of the Kelowna Rockets, where he's won forty-five and forty-three games. We are joined by former Oiler uh, Jason Smith. So you've done the two years in Kelowna as a head coach. Of course, before that, you were an assistant coach with the Ottawa Senators organization. Uh, how much do you think you've grown as a, as a head coach? Have you changed at all? Is I mean, has it been a different experience for you? Well, I think you you learn. As, as a coach as you go and as you take in you know information from people you work with and how you can break down and evaluate games of what other teams are doing to have success I think you know you, you want to be able to, to grow and, and learn to communicate better to your players and learn to pass on a message maybe a different way to, to certain guys that, that need uh, you know, need to be coached a different way I think it's a process where you have to continue to learn and and uh, obviously want to get better and want to put in time to get better. And 
having a lot of fun doing it. I really enjoy, you know, being at the rink and, and being in the game and, uh, and we'll see where it leads. Uh, you got Kel Foote. He's the first-round draft choice, obviously son of uh, Adam Foote of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, big six-foot-four, right shot D. Uh, he's got a physical uh, part to his game, but he can move the puck as well. Uh, just your thoughts on his uh, progression and development and whether or not you expect to have him back this year. Well, I definitely don't expect to, to have him back. I think, uh, I think Cal is... He's going to be an elite player and, and uh, have a lot of success playing in in the uh, in the American League, probably, and then in the National League. I think uh, you know good teams that have depth uh, really allow their players to develop and grow. And he's going to be a player that's going to, going to play a lot of games in that league and and be a reliable defenseman, but also be able to move the puck and and create offense. I think he's he's uh, he's going to be an up and coming player and a great talent in that in that league for a long time. Well, that's uh, that that's int- I mean it's it's interesting uh, because Kelowna has been Jason uh, and it 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 predates your arrival and, and a lot of it has to do with Bruce Hamilton and a guy by the name of Lauren Fry who's an excellent talent evaluator. But it, it seems like Kelowna's literally been a uh, a defense factory. You've got another good one uh, that's at this event here for the Helenka Gretzky tournament. But what is it about Kelowna that enables them to grow these, uh, you know, you, you got Shea Weber. That's obviously, uh, you know, been a tremendous defenseman. Uh, Tyler Myers played in Kelowna. Uh, Shen was in Kelowna. I mean, what, what exactly is it? Josh Georgian, I think. Uh, you know what? I think... Uh, Obviously, a lot of the credit goes to, to Bruce and Lauren. I think they they uh, do a real good job of evaluating guys and, and projecting. And obviously, with the Bantam draft being so young here, that you know you're projecting a lot of growth and, and a lot of changing kids from when they're drafted at, at 14 and when they get to play in the league at 16, 17, or 18. And you know they do a real good job of of uh, you know having vision and, and seeing what might be next for guys and. I think the guys that come to Kelowna, they really enjoy playing there. So when you when you're when you're enjoying where you are and you're in a great atmosphere um, around a good group of uh, people that really care for the players, it gives you a chance to have success. And, and uh, you know, I think that's that's a big part of it. And I think you look at over the years the people that have gone through and, and coached in Kelowna, a lot of them have moved on and have had success in in, in other leagues. And, and that's what. Uh, you know, developing good players is as well as people that want to coach and be involved in the game. Uh, the Western Hockey League game, and, and uh, sometimes our listeners get tired of it, Jason, but I'm just looking back to when you played in the WHL at the Regina Pats, and, you know, you had 175 penalty minutes and 66 uh, points. Um, Nathan Dempsey, who could move it a bit and got some NHL time, I mean, he wasn't a huge guy, but he had 95 pims in a season. Even Dion Zakuski, who would later play at the University of Alberta, uh, you know, and he was, by the time he finished as a 20-year-old defenseman in the WHL, he was a power play quarterback. He had 100 penalty minutes. I mean, that was just an, I mean, it was not uncommon for teams to have eight to, you know, 10 guys, 100 plus pims. It's completely a uh, different league in terms of the emphasis on skill and that sort of thing in the WHL today than maybe when you played, isn't it? Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the, the game has, has evolved and changed in lots of different ways. And, you know, at the National League level as well as the junior level, the game is, it's about, um, you know, pace and speed and, and offense. But, you know, I think if, if you look at the players that really move on and have success, they're, they're still a combination of, 
being able to play, you know, a complete game. It's not just, um, it's not just being able to score goals. There's lots of guys that have been good goal scorers in junior that have gone on to the next level and, and had zero success. It's about being able to make adjustments and grow your game and, and the game's changed. Uh, to be honest, it's, it's, it's a better game now in a lot of aspects than it was when I played. And I mean, uh, I think you have to be a fan of the game and and really look at it that way rather than being a critic of, well, I wish I could play in the game now. I don't look at it like that. I look at, you know, the game was a, way, a certain way when I played, and now it's, it's a new game, and it's exciting. You coached uh, Eric Carlson uh, for a couple of seasons. Have you ever seen a guy that gifted that can move the puck from the back end? Uh, he's he's an, as elite as they can come. I think, uh, you know, between... I mean, Scotty Niedemeyer, your Lidstrom's, from the guys I got to play against in their prime. Um, you know, Chris Pronger could move the puck and see the ice like, like Carl can. But, you know, for a guy that is, is as dynamic as he is and as gifted with the puck and, and vision and can shoot it, it's, it's rare. It's, he's, uh, he's a special player and uh, one of the best in that league for sure. We're joined by former Oilers captain Jason Smith, now the head coach of Kelowna Rockets. Uh, Jason, I saw Ethan Morrow uh, last night down at an event in Red Deer. I'm going to see him again tonight after I wrap up the show here. Uh, and just thinking back to your run in 06, and, uh, you know, you and uh, Ethan and Sean Horkoff and uh, Steve Stales, you guys were sort of uh, core parts of those teams. Uh, when, when you think back to that, you know, that, that tremendous run you had, how special was that for you? Oh, it's, you know, probably the most fun I had playing hockey and, and you know, most special time I had as, as a player and, you know, on a team. I think uh, I think when you can think back about something that happened as long ago as that, it still hurts that we didn't win. Uh, you know, it was an important uh, important moment in your life and uh, it would have been nice to finish it off, but it is what it is. But played with some real good people, have met some, met some real good friends, have long, long relationships with a lot of guys still, and... Uh, you know, it's something those guys will always uh, be a part of for sure. We've seen with Edmonton with the arrival of Connor McDavid, you know, and, and he is a generational player. How a guy like that can seem him, in spite of the team's failures last year, I mean, the year before, 103 points, league MVP, two-time player of the year voted by the players. How a guy, when you bring in that player, it changes everything. Did you guys feel that way when you got Pronger in? Well, I think he was, you know, he brought an element to our group and to our team that was elite. I think uh, he was probably the most efficient player I'd, I'd ever seen, you know, play throughout a game uh, with his ability to move the puck, his ability to defend and and never get tired. I mean, uh, everybody else would get tired and he could uh, he could continue to play. And when you can have, when you never get tired and you have your mind on top of the game, you have a great chance to have success. And when you mix in the skill set that he had, uh, you got a chance to be one of the better players in the league. I bumped into him actually here yesterday at Rogers Place just before heading out of town. Hey, uh, look, uh, you're here. The, the WHL's got sort of a, a GM and coaching event. Uh, I know that we, we'd spoke to a couple of league GMs, younger guys, Colin Priestner out of Saskatoon and Kurt Hill, a former Kelowna Rocket that's now the GM in Edmonton, and uh, Peter Shirelli and Brad Trey Living and uh, Kevin Shoveldayoff are speaking at a GM's event. I know Todd McClellan is part of a coaching event. What are those, you know, when you get to, you know, rub shoulders with those guys and have conversations on the, and I know you had the great NHL career as a player, but, you know, how does that help you from a, maybe a mentorship perspective or, uh, you know, a coaching perspective moving forward? 
Well, I think it, it's it's a great way to, to network and, and take in information. I think, like I spoke earlier, that you know you you always want to look to get better and find different ways to communicate and find uh, different ways to deliver messages, different ways to read people, and, and how to push push to get the best out of people. I think the days of you know strong arming players and and uh, you know basically forcing and, and screaming and yelling and putting it down a player's throat are, are over. You have to be able to, you know, take a message in and, and break it down and, and find a way to get the most out of your guys. We've got such a diverse group of, of players and uh, when you hear from general managers and coaches, you know, speaking of their experiences and the way things have changed and how they've adapted, I think you can only benefit from that. I think to get a chance to, to sit in a room and, and listen to them speak and see their passion and and their their motivation is something that you need to have and if, if if they're continuing to push to be motivated to learn to get better that's uh, it's, it's great for you to be able to see that and, and strive that yourself final question for you jason 11 of the 21 players on the holinka gretzky team are from the western hockey league after a year in which whl only had two first rounders uh, you know, Junior can be cyclical. It's been a while since there's been a Memorial Cup champion from the West. Oil Kings did it last in 2014. But uh, I, I think it does speak to the fact that there's still some good players being produced out of the Western League when you have over half the team from the WHL. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think last year might have been a, a down year for the draft for the Western League, but I think the quality of play and the competition in the league and the players developing and coming out of this league are are there's no shortage i think there's there's quantity of, and great players at the you know at the 16 year old age level in the league last year the 17 year olds the 18 year olds and i think you've seen some of the 19 and 20 year olds that'll move on and play i don't think there's a shortage of players that are that are pulling pulling and wearing the colors of the western league there's there's a lot of good players in this league and and they're going to continue to develop them and and move forward Jason, thank you for your time. Enjoy your time at Edmonton. We'll touch base down the road. Take care. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Jason Smith. He is now the head coach of the Kelowna Rockets. He's the former uh, captain of the Edmonton Oil Kings. And, again, Kelowna has been good for a long time. Uh, In large part, I mean, Bruce Hamilton is the most powerful man in the WHL. And Lauren Fry is a top-flight talent evaluator. And that has been part and parcel to why they've had the success that they have. Um, we will uh, take a break. It's 148 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Hi, this is Ryan and Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Can Ryan Nugent Hopkins be a 30-30 guy this season if he plays left wing for the full season with Connor McTape? You would have to think that could be the pace. If he ends up playing 60 games there, 
Does he get 30 goals and 60 points? Like, if he, don't get me wrong, plays an 82 game schedule, but let's assume that he plays 60 of the 80 games on left side with Connor. Does he get 30, 30, 60? I think he does. Absolutely. Uh, Bob, you mentioned Lance Boma, says RCN. Uh, Boma shot 15.4% the year he scored 16 goals. He shot 5.1% in 121 games before that year and shot 5.1% in 158 games since that season. He is a career 8% uh, because of the one year where he shot the lights out. That's a good point. Um, yeah, we were talking somebody in Texas show. I mentioned Lance Boma two months ago. I don't think that's, I mean, could, could he come in on a PTO? Maybe. Again, we had Peter Shirelli, the Oilers. Actually, we didn't rerun any of those clips. Um, you know, um, we had Peter on the show yesterday. Sounds like he's open to PTOs and also open to potential uh, waiver claims. So we'll wait and see on that front. We asked people about their thoughts and whether or not the team can uh, make the playoffs this year. Here's Trucker Dave. Bob, the Oilers are a playoff team this year. The coaching changes were some of the best moves the organization's made in a while. The players with the most amount of pride will come back strong, and maybe a few will have career years. The parts are there to make it happen. That one comes to us from Trucker Dave. <laughs> the folks in Red Deer are keeping it up today. Uh, hey, Bob, this text comes to us from Josh. Do you see anybody in the Florida Panthers as a, a good waiver claim? They've got $2 million in cap space. Right now, I see 26 players battling for 23 spots. Peter says he's going to watch the waiver claim uh, during the interview yesterday with you and others. Now, I think the Panthers will place a body or two on waivers. Maybe Frank Vetrano or Alex Petrovich. Your thoughts? Um, no, Vetrano was through that Boston organization before. I think if the Oilers make a claim, it's going to be for a forward. I don't think it's going to be uh, for a defenseman. I think Petrovich, I've always said this, I think he can play as a, a third-pairing right-shot defenseman. I do think he can play in that slot, but the Oilers got a lot of money uh, tied up on D already. Molson Dan says, Bob, are you and Jack Michaels going to host the Oilers partner draft this year with the Oilers starting the season in Europe? After a strong second-place finish, Molson Coors is taking it home this year. That one comes to us from Molson Dan. Well, Molson Dan is confident. Last year, the guys from... Um, Tim Hortons won. And how could I forget that after our dinner in Dallas? And the guys in Tim Hortons. So what happens is we do this partners draft every year, and the winner gets to go to the NHL draft, and then we do a dinner on the uh, the Thursday of the draft. And we had quite the dinner the one night with the folks from Tim Hortons. It was a memorable evening, to say the least. Uh, that's a good point. We'll have to maybe put the uh, buzz in the ear of all the uh, of Jacks and my 18 bosses over <laughs> in the Oilers' office to see, hey, when are we doing the partners draft? Uh, Bob, who's going to be the trigger man on the power play this year? They don't have one. Oh, wait a sec. Who says they don't have one? The first time I saw Leon Drysettle effectively be deployed as a left shot on the right half boards on the power play was during his time as a Kelowna Rocket. 
So what if you went, theoretically, with five lefties on one power play unit, but had Connor McDavid set up on the left face-off circle, Ryan Nugent Hopkins in the middle bumper zone, roll, um, and uh, and then deployed Dreisaitl as your one-time option on the right half boards with a left shot, cleft bomb left point, or midpoint with a left shot, and Lucic to start the year, because you got to give him that opportunity to get him going out of the gate as the net front presence. Five lefties. I know, I know, we're going to get criticism. And then... I'd keep McDavid. I'd keep McDavid on both power play units if it was me. Especially now that you got Brodziak and Reader to uh, take some more PK time. And I'd actually have Connor set up on the second unit on the right side. And then have guys like Pulley and Strom, maybe even Ratty. And Bouchard, all right shots on the second unit, just for a totally different look. Why not? Are there crazier ideas out there? Never say never. All right, 156 in Edmonton again tomorrow. We will be at Westlock Ford. It'll be Stoffer and Spectre. We'll be live in location. Uh, a lot of hot dogs going on out there and lots of stuff going on, some charitable opportunities for you. Uh, we'll be giving away an Oilers jersey during the course of tomorrow's show as well. Uh, Stoffer and Spectre brought to you every Thursday in the summer by Horse Racing Alberta. Reminder, the Canadian Derby, 89th running Saturday, August 25th, down at Northlands Park tonight. Reed Wilkins will have Morley Scott, the Eskimos play-by-play voice, and Wayne Gretzky's comments from his availability uh, tonight here at Rogers Place at 4 o'clock. The Eskimos and the BC Lions tomorrow night out in Vancouver. So, uh, tomorrow's show, other than spec, is fluid. But we'll still have a theme. Again, uh, the events in Red Deer and in Edmonton for the Holenka Gretzky Cup. Uh, The two game deciders... USA and Russia for uh, their pool as to see who will win in service arena in Red Deer tonight. Canada versus Sweden at Rogers Place, both games at 7 o'clock. Special thanks to Brad Whisker and Angie Quinnell for helping me out in the show today. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell. And then the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.